Veeam, radical resilience starts here. This is your tech news briefing for Friday, February 17th. I'm Zoe Thomas for The Wall Street Journal. TikTok has attracted millions of young users with its viral dance trends and funny prank videos. According to law enforcement, it's also emerged as a growing venue for child sexual exploitation. And authorities point to the fact that TikTok is good at knowing what users like to watch as the reason. WSJ investigative reporter Tawnell Hobbs is with us to explain why and one recent case she looked into. That's after these headlines. YouTube's chief executive officer Susan Wojcicki is stepping down after nearly a decade in the role. She'll be replaced by Neil Mohan, the platform's chief product officer. Wojcicki said in a blog post Thursday she plans to focus on her family, health, and personal projects. She'll take on an advisory role at Google and Alphabet, YouTube's parent company. Earlier this week, we told you about unionization efforts by Tesla workers at a factory in Buffalo, New York. Now, in a filing to the National Labor Relations Board, workers say in retaliation for those efforts, the company has fired more than 30 employees in the plant's autopilot department. Tesla didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The founder of the Wall Street Bets subreddit is suing the platform. Jamie Rogozinski started Wall Street Bets in 2012. During the pandemic, the community sent untold numbers of individual investors piling into meme stocks like GameStop and AMC. Rogozinski is accusing Reddit of breaching its own policies by ousting him as a moderator of the group in 2020. He also claims the platform is infringing on his rights to trademark the Wall Street Bets brand. A Reddit spokeswoman called the lawsuit completely frivolous and said Rogozinski was removed and banned from the Wall Street Bets community for attempting to enrich himself. The founder of failed cryptocurrencies TerraUSD and Luna has been accused of misleading investors about the stablecoins. The Securities and Exchange Commission filed a civil fraud lawsuit against Do Kwan and his Singapore-based company Terraforma Labs on Thursday. The SEC claims they misrepresented the risks of TerraUSD and deceived investors about how Luna was used in South Korea. The two currencies, which were meant to hold their peg to the dollar, crashed last year. And in more crypto news, banks are reevaluating their connections to the crypto sector. It comes as regulators aggressively pursue some of crypto's biggest players in the wake of FTX's collapse. According to people familiar with the matter, that's alarmed bankers who are backing away from even small exposure. Our reporter David Benoit has more. Signature Bank here in New York put a big part of its business into crypto, and it is now dialing back and saying, we got too big in that, we can't be as concentrated in crypto. We've seen smaller players like Metropolitan Commercial Bank, which got caught up in some of the stuff that broke last year. It said, look, the regulatory environment means we're totally out. We're getting entirely out of crypto. When we talk to bankers, when we talk to lawyers who work with bankers and and other people, they're all like, crypto is the industry no one wants to venture into at this moment. You can hear more from David on Thursday's AM edition of our sister podcast, What's News? All right, coming up, TikTok is supposed to be fun, but one Texas mother said it led to every parent's worst nightmare. We'll explain why after the break. 
Build a stronger future with Veeam, the global leader in data protection and ransomware recovery. Protect and restore any workload, anywhere, anytime, instantly, and get comprehensive recovery and tailored solutions that scale with you. Visit VEEAM.com to learn more. Veeam, radical resilience starts here. The internet is not always a safe space, especially for children. Parents have long worried that predators could target their kids on platforms where they spend a lot of time and create relationships that guardians know nothing about. Now, law enforcement is warning that TikTok has emerged as the biggest, fastest-growing danger zone yet. Joining me to discuss how parents, police, and the platform are trying to keep kids safe is our reporter, Tonell Hobbs. Hi, Tonell. Thanks for joining us. Hello. So it seems like since the dawn of the internet, there have been adults who've tried to have improper relationships with minors using a variety of platforms. I mean, chat rooms, messaging services, social media platforms. What is it about TikTok that makes law enforcement so concerned? Obviously, it's a big platform, and it's very fast-growing. And it's also the algorithm TikTok has. TikTok's algorithm is unusually strong. And when I say that, it's basically, you can watch, for instance, Dancing Teens, a few of those, and TikTok will just start sending you video after video, more and more of Dancing Teens. What the law enforcement say is that pedophiles really liking videos, basically, they don't have to do much. TikTok just feeds them video after video of this content, and they just could sit there and watch. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware that TikTok is very popular with younger users, but can you just give us a sense of like how popular it is with young people? Well, it's the top place where young people spend more time, social media site, than any other every day. They spend an average of 107 minutes per day on TikTok. And that's more than any other platform. Right. That's a significant chunk of anybody's day. What has TikTok said it's doing to try and keep young users on its platform safe? Basically, TikTok, for users 13 and older, they're on the main platform. And there's still some limitations. For them, for instance, if you're under 16, you can't direct message. Now, if you're under 13, TikTok, it's a different experience for those kids because they can't do everything. Like they can't share videos or they can't message other users or maintain followers. So that's just some of the safeguards for under 13. Here's the problem. And this is just not with TikTok. When it comes to some of these safety measures, it's dependent on the user being honest about their age. Kids are smart. If they want to make themselves 18 or 17, they can. You can make yourself older by changing your date of birth. And that's what's happening. And kids ought to do that. So when you have these safety measures that are dependent on the honesty of a young person entering their date of birth, that's when a lot of those measures don't work. Has TikTok commented on these issues? They say that they have put in these safety measures to do this, and they're still continually improving on their safety measures. Susie Loftus, who is TikTok's global head of risk and response operations, trust and safety, 
she said that when TikTok becomes aware of such content, they take immediate action to remove it, terminate the account, and report the cases to the proper authorities. And then also a TikTok spokesperson said that the platform uses technology to screen post. They also look at captions and comments and items that raise concerns. Those go to a human screener. So they actually go to a human person. They declined to disclose how many human screeners they have. You know, they get billions of videos uploaded each month. And there's some in law enforcement that question, how are they able to screen that many videos with all those captions and all the comments? Just to be clear, this isn't hypothetical, right? I mean, you looked at one specific instance. Can you tell us about it? So basically, you have a situation where a 42-year-old man from Alabama, he uploaded a lot to TikTok and basically lip-singing, had a lot of depressive thoughts. He talked about suicide. And a 14-year-old girl in Texas responded. And they just started having a conversation. And a lot of their conversation, I could see they were exchanging these romantic notes that were just visible to everyone on the platform. And there were actually other commenters, and they were accusing this 42-year-old man of being inappropriate. They were saying he was stalking her and all kinds of things. And this continued. And basically what happened is they started talking in direct messages. Mind you, she's 14 years old. Technically, she should not have been able to access direct messages, but she was. You know, she lives in Texas. He ended up coming to Texas. Tonnell, that man was later indicted on charges related to alleged sexual assaults of a child. Has he said anything about those charges? I went to the jail to talk to him, to interview him. And initially, he denied doing anything sexual with her. But as we talked, he admitted to doing some sexual things to her. He did say he did not have intercourse, but there were other sexual things that he said that he did. Have we heard from the young girl or from her family at all? Her mother is obviously just devastated about everything. She said it's just every parent's nightmare. And she's obviously concerned about the lasting impact on her daughter. What has TikTok said about this incident occurring on its platform and about a 14-year-old violating their own policies and using direct messaging? TikTok declined to comment on this case, but they did say after I called and asked them about it, they did take down his profile and reported him to the authorities. And law enforcement, what have they said about the incident? They just give me basic details about the arrest because it's involving a minor. They haven't, like, talked about it. But definitely, law enforcement are very concerned about minors on the TikTok platform. They are very concerned about the platform itself because they just feel that it's too easy for pedophiles to get on the site, to find youngsters, to contact them, and to groom them through the site. All right, we'll have to leave it there. Tonnell Hobbs, investigative reporter for The Wall Street Journal, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Thank you. And that's it for Tech News Briefing this week. 
Heads up, we'll be off on Monday for the holiday, but we'll be back Tuesday with more tech news. TNB's producer is Julie Chang, our supervising producer is Melanie Roy, and our executive producer is Chris Sinsley. I'm your host, Zoe Thomas. Thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. Build a stronger future with Veeam, the global leader in data protection and ransomware recovery. Protect and restore any workload, anywhere, anytime, instantly, and get comprehensive recovery and tailored solutions that scale with you. Visit VEEAM.com to learn more. Veeam. Radical resilience starts here.